0: hello friends of the podcast uh, I am Randy Stryg.
1: and I am Fernando Cevallos,
0: and we're talking about dealing with live stuff
1: yeah so we're, we're switching it up right
0: Yeah uh, yeah we're, we're trying a new format here um, we're just gonna we're just gonna bullshit for a little bit and uh, kind of spice up the episodes for the next I don't know however many episodes it is um, it's been uh, it's been a long day.
1: It has. I mean, we're, what time is it? It's 920, <laughs> 9.20 on a Wednesday.
0: Yep. And we are recording in the offices of our friends uh, because we, we just finished up a happy hour. Uh, there's our friend right now. We're waving goodbye to him. See you later. Bye, Jack. I love you guys. Thanks, See guys. Love you. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, so we were kind of thinking about just trying to, like Randy was saying, flowing with the conversation i know in the past we've kind of picked a topic well i guess maybe you guys don't know but what we did in the past was we would kind of come up with a list of topics and pick one and focus to that to- uh focus on that theme for the whole conversation right and we're kind of just going to- Go from there.
0: Yeah, and I and I think this kind of spawned just because you and I in general, when we're just when we we're talk- talking, I feel like we have much more fun conversations. <laughs> and yeah. so I was like, well, shoot, let's just uh, let's just record and see what happens.
1: And then hopefully you guys kind of like the conversation and pick up this episode and pick up the conversation where we left off. So, what's new, Randy?
0: Well, what's new is we just had the last friends and real estate happy hour of the year, uh, which is <laughs> nice. It was a decent turnout. It's pretty good. Uh, Why
1: do you think these are, I'm curious. Cause you know, I had some people ask me today at the office, like, you know, who, who puts these on? What company is it? Who's the sponsor? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, it's just some dude that I know who puts these <laughs> right. together. Like where'd all this come from?
0: Man. Uh, that's a good question. So, um, I was actually at a millennial club happy hour at suit supply in Dallas, Texas. And I met this psychiatrist there and he texts me one day and he's like, Hey, I'm putting on this kind of happy hour thing over at Moxie's just kind of show up and whatever. And I showed up and I don't know, there were maybe like 12 of us there. And I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? I could do this for real estate. I don't feel like there's anything for commercial, young commercial real estate folks, uh, for them to just come out and network. So I was like, I'm just going to start it. And so the next month I texted some buddies and, uh, ended up having eight people come out to the first friends in real estate here which was November. Uh, yeah. Uh, which was November 2017, and then next month it had 12, and then it slowly started climbing. But now I have 400-plus people on the invite list. (laughs) you think there's a
1: barrier to entry for these? What What do you mean mean by that? It's like some people feel like, oh, I don't know enough people, or nobody wants to come to my clubs. Uh, Some people want to start their own shit, and the thing is, like, hey, in college it's easier to do stuff if you went to college. Uh But when you become a professional, right, in the real world, quote-unquote, they don't know how to make friends, and so yeah. a barrier to entry. Do I, I mean? Do you think you have to have a certain level of network
0: before doing something like this? Um, no. Well, maybe. Uh, I think it worked out for me because I wanted to personally grow my own sphere of influence, and one thing I've always liked the idea of is being able to offer something to someone, even if I don't know them. And if maybe it's something small, but even if I just meet somebody, now I have this, this this thing. I say, Hey, if you want to come network, you should come out to my happy hour. I put it on every month. You know, we're sponsored every month, thankfully. Um, so come out drink for free and I'll introduce you to some people. And that's, that's pretty much how it's grown. That's how it went from me having eight people to as many as you know,
1: when I think about happy hours and when I think about like these networking events, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, the biggest challenge for me like early on was I don't know enough people, Yeah, but I want to go out to these events to meet people. For sure. And so it was this like dichotomy of like, do I want to step out and be social? Mm-hmm. And like, what do I do? So I think uh, like when it comes to these events, do you think the hardest part is getting started or trying to build something? What am I trying to ask here? Like, where do you see this thing going? Or is it just like a bunch of friends who get together and if something happens, something happens?
0: Uh, that, that was more the idea. But I think what I feel like you were getting at was in general of starting to network in, in real estate. And for me, I was always super anxious about networking at first. Like I hated the idea of going to try and meet new people because it's just until you've done it enough times, it's always a scary thing because it's just I don't I just don't know how to do it. And you don't want to look like an idiot. Yeah. But you kind of have to go, you know, be willing to look like an idiot for a while.
1: I had to continue to tell myself every time that I went to these events, everybody feels this way. Yeah. Because I go in, I'm like, everybody's so extrovert. Everybody's so outgoing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when people think of me, they claim that I'm an extrovert. And <laughs> I, I guess I could be in the outside world. Sure. But I consider myself an introvert. But anyways, all that being said is I would go to these events and I would think to myself, Everyone is having a hard time making friends. Yeah. So just go out there and talk to someone. Yeah. Um, however, I have gone to certain events and organizations where it feels like very cliquish. Yeah. And it's like everybody has their own friends and everybody, you know, you're the outsider and it's hard to get in. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, you know, everyone's there to have a good time. Yeah. Um, it's not like mean girls where they're not <laughs> going to want to be, be part of this group. So yeah. you're not going to look stupid. Um, no, the worst thing not. you can do is be shy. But you're definitely not gonna look stupid and say, "Hey, gotta join your conversation?"
0: Yeah, and one tip I've always tried to give to people is try to find the person solo or the group of two, and just it's really just as simple as walking and be like, "Hey, how's it going?" I'm Randy, and just you know you start with whatever small talk you want to start with, and then I'll usually throw in something fun that I did, and I'll talk about me playing Dungeons and Dragons because that'll get the conversation going, and that honestly has like a for me a 95% success rate. I've met people. I've met very few people who have been not receptive to that. To D&D? Well, just in general, to like me walking up okay. to them and saying hello. And I had one guy who was clearly like, oh my God, fuck off. Like, I don't want to talk to you. And that, and that's, you'll be able to pick that up once, once you get practice and it's just like, okay, he doesn't want to talk, cool, bye. Right. That's it. There's and move on. And move on. Because I
1: think we talked about this in the last episode on knowing, I don't, I don't know what the title of it was, but we talked about dealing with, with rejection, I think it was. Yeah. And, uh, the whole, like having a thick skin. Mm-hmm. And I think was, well, we were having a conversation then was you brought up the fact that you hadn't thought about what it felt like being rejected in a long time.
0: Yeah. I mean, like it just happens. I get rejected all the time. I don't, it doesn't. But you've
1: dealt with it so many times that it's second nature. It's like, you don't think rejection. You think onto the next.
0: Yeah. It's just like, okay, they don't want to talk to me. Cool. Bye. There's because I've, I've done it enough to, or I've met enough people that do want to talk. Where I'm like, okay, well, there's going to be someone who does want to talk. I'm just used to it. And that's the biggest thing is most people get that first rejection. They're like, oh, my God, it's over. I'm not going to make any friends. Dude, it, it's the – what is the the quote? The treasure you seek is in the cave you're afraid to enter. That sort of deal. I've never heard that. Yeah. Or the the cave you're afraid to enter holds the treasure you seek. Okay. And so it's like everything you want is on the other side of fear. And, like, I was – I was very shy when I started in commercial real estate, but I'm obviously not now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really care. Uh, and it's because I've just put myself in this situation. Well, you have to be aggressive. Yeah.
1: Like if you're not aggressive and like go after it, like no one's going to get to know you. Mm-hmm. I, I was talking to somebody earlier today uh, about another individual, how they just, they know how to brand themselves and know how to market themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and for whatever reason, they're the ones who win the awards are the ones who get recognized at work. And the more and more we talked, um, like the more all of us realized that, that it comes down to it. Like if you don't self promote and self market yourself, like you're not going to get recognized. Right. Um, and so you could, I don't know where, I don't know where I'm going with this, but, um, the if thing is,
0: if you're not willing to go out of your shell, how is exactly. anybody, how is anybody going to know what you have to bring to the table? Exactly. Yeah.
1: Cause I think so many times we expect things just to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we get, we get a degree or we graduate high school or we get into a relationship or whatever the case is. And we expect that everything's going to happen because it's supposed to happen like you have to go out there and make it work
0: yeah I think I think we've done ourselves a bit of a disservice as a society just in the sense that we have so much given to us and we take it for granted and we just don't realize that it could all be taken away and then what and you have to be able to push your comfort zone so that if things are taken away from you it's like okay well I know I still have this, who, who these skills and this personality that I am at my foundation. And have I you ever
1: been always, scared of like losing it all?
0: I was for a long time, uh, definitely for like maybe the first I don't know year or two. I felt like I kind of had that like imposter syndrome yeah. sort of deal. But now I'm just like, whatever, cool.
1: How did you get through it? Because for me, like I'm gonna share mine, and then you can jump in. Like for me, it was, I always compared myself to everybody else, mm-hmm. and I thought I'm not that smart. Uh, I'm not good looking. Mm-hmm. I'm not this. I'm not that. And the more and more I realized that I kept comparing myself to other characters, if you will. I never took the step or I never took the time to realize like, hey, I'm the best I can be. Yeah. And I'm leveling up as I'm going through this. Mm-hmm. But why should I compare my my, you know, level two to someone's level 20, level 30? For sure. There's only so many things that you can, that you can, uh, are given to you, and then you gotta work forever. Other things from an imposter syndrome, I think you feel an imposter when you try to pretend to be someone you're not. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can, well, I say you don't, I don't think you can, but theoretically, or the, ways I, I, the way I feel this way is you shouldn't be able to feel an imposter if you just try to play yourself, and yeah. not someone else.
0: Exactly. And I think that's a great point. And I would also say, you won't really know what you're capable of until you challenge yourself to see what you're capable of. And then it's those small incremental victories that help build your confidence to a point where it's like, okay, no, I know I can do this. I know how these things work. And they're going to be... And, like, I've run into people who, who are naysayers, and it's like, well, you know, blah, 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 whatever, whatever bullshit they yeah. have to say. And that's not fun. No one likes hearing negative criticism, but you have to realize that...
1: Well, do you think they're pessimists because... And as then to go back to like the other, other question about, you know, did you ever feel like you're going to lose stuff? Mm-hmm. Do you think some people play small and pessimist mm-hmm. so that they can be ready for when they do lose shit?
0: Maybe, yeah. Well, they, they kind of create this own self-fulfilling prophecy for themselves where it's like if, you know, if nothing bad happens, okay, great. But if something does, if something bad does happen, then it's like, well, I saw this coming because of X, Y, Z reason. It's like, who cares? Why aren't, you know, we have such a finite time here on this planet. Why are you so concerned about, you know, losing everything? What If you gave it your best shot, then at least, you know, you gave it your best shot. And if it doesn't work out, okay, well, that's great. Well, what did you learn from that? How can you take that forward into the next endeavor you p- try to pursue?
1: Yeah. And I think some people, they roll with the punches mm-hmm. and they don't go after it. Because to me, you can take it all from, don't take it away from me world, but <laughs> you can take it all away from me. But I know I have the blueprint to go and rebuild it yeah and I think a lot of people because I took the steps needed to get there Mm -hmm. but if you have someone who was given everything um, they're not they're they're always pessimists or they're always um, what's the word I'm looking for like they're not going after new opportunities they're kind of
0: cynical towards reality yeah yeah
1: and they're scared of losing it all because they don't know how to rebuild it
0: yeah because they're cowards yeah and if you uh, if you identify with that do something about it yeah that's all I have to say